Hello, Gary here. Happy 420, everybody. I got blitzed high and got chased by a yeti into a cave. And now I'm in a messy living room. Ooh, what's this, Gary? A piece of paper? Mayhaps we should read it. Not a bad idea, other Gary. Let's give that a go. When in dirty living room, as they say. Looks like this is a list of patrons whom we love dearly. Is that we us, Gary? I think so, other Gary. Okay, here we go. Thank you to Jels... Ooh, that was a bad start, Gary. Here, give it another go. Thank you to Chelsea Dab Hilke, Cheryl Nash, David Forsey. Thank you. Also, thank you to Heather Baird, Heather Romancic, Jason Campbell, and Michael Pollard. That seems like a nice chunk to say before we say another thank you to Michelle, Michelle Scott, Mike Hammond, and Noreen Elizabeth. Oh boy, there's just two more names here that I gotta thank, but it's not a... It's, it's not in order of who I like the most or the least. I'm pretty sure it's some sort of strange alphabetical thing. Oh, here we go. Okay, thank you so much to Olga Krasik and Robert Andrews. All of you are helping a lot to keep this dirty living room a place. And to keep Gary alive. Because if this podcast ends then there's no chance for Gary to ever come back. So, thank you. Now, back to the episode. Previously on Wonders and Blunders. We found a cabin, and we met a guy. His name was Fezrick. He was weird, um, but he was nice, and he had tree people. Tree we got to we got to go back and see him tomorrow. And, and his mother. mom was there, and she's oh. the one who made the forest what? all cursed, and it was pretty spooky. What? And we almost this, the tree almost didn't let us come back, for, uh, but we got back, and it's all good. And like Ben is climbing up the wall. <laughs> so yeah, I guess Ben, you're you're climbing in through the front gates. It's, uh, and now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good recap, Ben. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, we, we agreed to return tomorrow with um, some storybooks, and perhaps uh, the rest of you would like to meet Fezrik and perhaps his mother. Kara's ears drop back to her skull. She's a wolf. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I can. I haven't read these in a long time. I can get him, and he like jumps into the caravan. He's a werewolf owl, uh, and jumps into the back of his thing. And R- Rowan, know anything about woads? Uh, you can make a history check. I would love to. Caracan and Caracan with advantage. Sixteen. You Let's see what she don't does. know what woads are. Cool. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen, which is a sixteen. You also don't really know okay. what woads are. I, I will right. give you this for free, Era. Mm-hmm. Being from like a, a fairly druidic family, mm-hmm. you've heard of woads. It is information that was purposely kept from you. Okay. It is something mm-hmm. that like you've heard whispers through doors of being bad times druid magic. Okay. That's right. what that's what you know about woads. Okay. Rowan, Kara, still the wolf, says telepathically to Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see Rowan sort of give a little startle. Oh, right. I think I've heard of, sort of creatures like those tree people, but uh, we weren't really supposed to know about it. It was very hush-hush and, you know, pretty open about most things, so probably wasn't very good. 
sort of a restricted druid magic or something. Is that, is that what you're saying, Karak? Uh, something like that, yeah. And something we were never taught. Really big on, you know, things getting taught if they should be, if they should be used. I mean, look at all my fire. Yeah, right. And, and I'll share that with everybody else, too. Uh, uh, Kara here says uh, these woads are potentially uh, some dark druid magic. That, that kind of changes the tone of this fest, right? How did... Well, yes, he, he, he did mention that um, they were formerly um, agents of, of some person or, or organization who was hunting his mother, and his oh. mother was able to cut out their hearts and enslave them to uh, <laughs> et- eternal uh, servitude. The drone's mouth is just open. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben. Star's kind of Star's ears kind of perk up at that, and he just immediately takes his dagger and starts walking over the rope to cut it. <laughs> well, he, he seemed very nice. You have to give a very good argument why I'm not going to cut this right now. Uh, they have uh, made forest. Uh, they know how magic works here. Oh yes, um, and he, his his mother was responsible for for the curse. Oh well, well Star, well we'll wait now maybe. Well, that seems to me like an extra reason to cut this rope. <laughs> well, yes and no, Star. I think maybe yes in that they're they're obviously very um, strong and, and and would be a formidable threat. But but no in the sense that if we stay on their good side, then then we've got to take it in and out of this forest. And if they let you go. Uh, with just the intention of, of sharing stories. Uh, let, let's not cut the rope just yet. Let, let's have a little uh, tete-a-tete on this and, and see if, if if maybe this is worth the risk of... of um, I mean, it's nerve-wracking, but... Uh, they have many mushrooms. I'll admit it's, it's a bit grim, but um, who hasn't gone to extreme measures to protect their loved ones? Yeah, and, and the other side of this is if you cut their rope, we don't know where they are. We can't get back to them. But if they made this for us, they could probably find their way to us. Yeah, Ben jumps out of the caravan. He runs up, and he's got like a, like a dozen children's storybooks. And he's like, here, we could give them all these. They were my favorite, but I, I've read them all already. They're the Al Berenstein Al Bears. Uh, they just, they're this family of owl bears that live a pretty banal life. Uh, really not a lot goes on. Um, I used to like them, I don't really, but you, well, you wait, can read now, them. I thought they were the owl steam bears. <laughs> I was... Uh. <laughs> Yuri pops nice. in and he's like, actually, these these bears, in a strange way, owl bears are, are proof of time travel. Do you want to hear about that? <laughs> <laughs> I heard this crazy thing back Not in again, Yuri. <laughs> Is it Al Berenstein? Yeah. It was Al Berenstein. Exactly, that's the point. <laughs> Someone went back and changed it to test time travel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, he gets done telling you the story yeah. of how time travel is real. <laughs> I mean, but I, Uncle Yuri, I know time travel's real. My powers are of time and god of time this gives me my powers <laughs> yeah, he, he passed out <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't breathe he started getting into flat earth theory yeah that was it flat fadoon what did what did his temperament seem like like, like was he uh, I mean was he happy to let you he was nervous he was a ner- he was kind of jittery but friend, friendly. He was very open and welcoming. Friendly, nervous, uh, very keen on um, knowing exactly who we were. Um, his mother was very concerned with knowing our true names. Oh. Yeah. Um, Kara oh. turns back into Kara. <laughs> right now, I think. What does Kara know about true names? You could do history or arcana. I rolled a five. I'm choosing to believe that Valen has heard both of that, but doesn't really know much about it. Equal a yeah. five. Well, Ben yeah. told him. It's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like a spooky 
old idea. I think the only the only situation you would have heard it under would have been scary bedtime stories about devils. Mm-hmm. The the idea of being able to control a devil if you know its true name. Mm-hmm. Mm. True name? Would that not be our names? Uh, that, that's what I understood to be true, and he seemed uh, satisfied with my, my full uh, name um, and title. Okay. I'd, our... I'd be very uncomfortable giving somebody a true name. Uh, I mean, all the, all the stories I was told. Um, I tell everybody my true name. I, don't I mean, fair. I just told, I just you, had, you had a reasonable I, reason to, to hide your identity. Yeah, I, I mean, in Furbo culture, I mean, we, if we don't even... asking for it, there's probably a reason why. I mean, elves ask our names all the time, but I mean, most of the time it's names they've given us anyway. So uh, we don't really use names back home. We, we, we just know each other. Yes, this is a sensible way to be. Yeah. Kree well, did not have name until she met with all of you. Well, what did, what do people call you? Well, we don't. I mean, we just we just know each other. Like, we all have different character traits, and and our faces move different ways when we talk. It's the same as, you know, if you're raising a, a, a clutch of squirrels or something. I mean, they don't all have names, but you learn to tell them apart because of who they are. Do Do you live in much smaller communities? Well, uh, I mean, they seem crowded enough sometimes to me, but I guess. Compared to human cities, yeah, yeah, much smaller than human cities. It depends on how many children are born and how long they stay alive, but he's much smaller. He's about the size of caravan most times. In, in any case, I I don't think we, we need to be too worried about these, these folk. Um, they, they seemed relatively eager to, to meet everyone. I, any allies, we're, we're very alone out here. And any allies we can gather... Certainly is, wait, did is you, a boon. Did you meet his mother? No. No. She, that's why she wanted our true names. It was the only way she would meet with us. Uh, this is sounding fishier and fishier. So we, we mm. should uh, tell the blind one. What is the blind one going to think about this? Oh, Diglin, yeah. Well, uh, it is a bit of a pickle. Maybe we should get all, all heads on this. She has most experience with Forrest. Yeah. She would be most to trust. I call not it. Oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, like, kind of, like, scuff my heels off to find, well, hopefully she's had a nap or something. And, uh, <laughs> I'll track wherever Diglin It's is. late at night, right? It's late at night, yeah. yeah. Middle of the night now. Oh, she's in the cabin with Shair. Last time you mm-hmm. saw her, she was in the cabin. Asleep. Right. Yeah. And we told Shair, I told Shair I wouldn't bother anymore. So I'm not gonna knock. I'm gonna very quietly open the door and have a peek inside and see if, like... They are both asleep, or I just kind of have a peek inside as I like sort of quietly to not wake them open the door. Yeah, okay, so it is dark. When you open up the door, there is some light coming through the windows again, this moonlight. Okay. Uh, and as before, the moonlight is shining onto where Shair was asleep, but she is not there. When dun, you open dun, the door, Diglin is, and she is awake, and she's sitting on her bed. All right. Well, that's another problem we'll add to our list. Uh, uh, Diglin, do you mind if we have a chat? And I'm saying all this before I get a chance to, like, read her body language. So Diglin is sitting on the edge of her bed, and you can see that she's holding something in her hand. In the moonlight, you can actually see that it's like a little wooden, almost a card, a little thicker than a card. Hmm. And she takes it, and you see that she has a couple in her lap, and she says, yeah, yeah, of course, uh, take a seat. And she sort of folds these little things up, and puts them on the windowsill and pats them and sits down. And again, like not really looking at you, but in your general direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's looking at the floor 
and she says, what, what's up? I'm going to do an inside check just to kind of read if, like, tw- uh, dirty 20. She's sad. Yeah, okay. I could have just guessed that, I guess. Hey, uh, D- uh, Diglin, we, uh, well, we've got a bit of a pickle, and we thought our good friend Diglin here might be able to shed her, uh, her gray wisdom on this problem. And I'll, like, sit next to her, kind of, like, nuzzle a little friend, like, uh, kind of rub shoulders and be like... Oh. And she immediately, as soon as you sit down, she's like, get off my bed. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Personal space. Uh, okay. And I'll uh, I'll stand up um, and then like look for a chair that's like close within talking distance, but like close, close. If it, the, it's the it's the big chair that is always sort of next to the fireplace. Uh, I'm not gonna drag. I'll just sit on the floor and uh, kind of like knees up and my arms around the knees and just like like I'm at a sleepover kind of situation. Mm-hmm. We're dealing. Uh, well, before I get started, I'm not interrupting anything. I mean, with your cards or anything. In my- no. You sure? Like, I, I can leave you alone for a bit if you want to Tell do... me what you want to tell me, please. Okay, right, well, uh, <laughs> So, uh, Bree and uh, Ben and Valen, they went out to have a look for food, and as I tell you this, I realize now that that was kind of doomed to failure, because they sort of went out to look for the food, and of course you can't find what you're looking for in the forest. You yourself told us that, so... Skip it. I'm ra- right, seconds, right, please. okay, yeah, okay, and, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, they, they ran into some elves, uh, uh, Fezric, they said the name was, and, and a mother that they didn't tell me the name of, and apparently they made the forest, and apparently uh, we've got a rope now to their cabin, and, and the, 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 the elf, uh, and I'm like kind of like nervous... And, and sort of rambling, and, uh, and now the elf wanted stories, and we didn't have—they didn't have a lot of stories with them, so they uh, uh, came back, and now we're okay, thinking, well, you can slow down on this part, okay? And more people. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, not just not just any people, but elves, uh, not just any elves even, but uh, apparently the elves that uh, made the forest. I think Kara might poke her head in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and and um, something about uh, little tree creatures, uh, where they were made out of people and um, cursed into eternal servitude after their hearts were removed. Oh right, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I look at Kara. Uh, uh, Wounds. Okay. Are we gonna go kill them? W- w- no, goodness, no, Diglin, Diglin, no. I, we're wondering if we should go back and tell them more stories. <laughs> and she just like she is just staring at the ground. <laughs> Why? Well, Do you think I am the right person to ask about this? Well, because we respect your input, Diglin. You're, you're a valued part of this team, and we, we thought maybe... <laughs> you so know. you want to go, you want to follow a rope back to a cabin to the source of the curse of the forest well, and they, tell the people stories? They are, according to Valen, they, they were nice enough, and, and I mean, I'd imagine it's quite lonely if no one can, you know, come visit when, whenever you, you've got a nice pot of stew on or something, and, and we thought... They were, I mean, they let them go, you know, they, as far as I know, they weren't threatened or anything, so, you know, you make an agreement, you, you should probably see through, but if, I mean, if you know of something we don't, then now's the t- time to share, Dale. Also, do you know anything about true names? Or true about, names. you know, why somebody might ask specifically for a true oh, name? that's a good question, Kev, that, that's good, I'm glad you came. Is one of the people who cursed the forest and tore out the hearts of someone and bound them to servitude asking for your name? Well, I mean, they oh. apparently asked for Valen and Bree and Ben's names. I think Valen probably told them. Yeah, doesn't sound great to me. Yeah, I mean, the, when you just phrase it like that. Just my gut instinct would be don't <laughs> tell them your name. Yeah. Maybe don't go back at all if they're going to help us. 
Do you think they can help us kill Ilya? Um, I mean, if they can make a whole forest f- make you forget where you're going, I'd say they could probably do something. All right, well, I'll leave you to suss that out. I mean, trees are nosy, where my, nosy creatures, I'm, I'm trees. just going to lay out real quick my priorities here. <laughs> and you can kind of guess where story time with the cursed forest people falls on that list. Right. I want to kill Lilia, the raven hag, Ooh, yeah. who has stolen children from nearby villages and turned them into unspeakable monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is trying to do something. I don't know what it is, and I don't want her to do it. I then want to go back and live with my estranged hag-like daughter in the town where I grew up, having a nice, happy, normal life that did not involve cursed forests and terrible raven hags. Yeah, just just a lot of little rascally spiders. That does sound real good. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, Diggler, I'm glad I came and talked to you. I just want this to be over, Rowan. If these people can help us do that quicker, then great. But right now, what I'm concerned about is all of us... Diglin? Yes. Where did that woman go? Shair. Yeah. For a walk. When? I don't know, 15, 20 minutes ago. About when the moon got bright, I imagine. Hard for me to tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking out loud. Uh, pardon me, Dick. I'm gonna go check on yeah, the others. Great idea, Kara. Let's yeah. go do that. Uh, you, uh, just, uh, I, I want this to be over, and I want tomorrow for all of us to sort of come up with a plan. So, do what you need to do tonight. Go for story time if you have to, but uh, don't die. And if I lose track of you, I am going to leave. So, okay. Well, we well, should well, have a planning session tomorrow yeah. about what we're gonna do about the whole Raven mm. Hag thing. All right, Kara. Well, let's, uh, well, let's go. <laughs> And she, as you start to go back out the front door, reaches back and grabs those cards again, and you see her, like, hold them, and she's just rubbing her hands over them yeah. as you go. Uh, just before I go out the door, I'll be like, uh, and, and uh, good night, Dig. I uh, hope you get some sleep. Well, uh, as I'm, like, marching towards the, the fields to you, uh, Diglin had some great advice. Um, she thinks we could probably go and, and tell some stories, and uh, <laughs> we just need to make sure that we're not gone all night, because she plans to leave in the morning. Uh, and and that we get some sleep because um, we're going to need a rest to do planning tomorrow. Well, we actually promised to return to them tomorrow. Um, I, I believe oh. our intention was to, to rest this evening before returning. I mean, we need to do some planning about, you know, what we're going to do about Lilia, if we're going to do anything about Lilia. Yeah, all, all cards on the table. She, uh, obviously the priority is Lilia, of course, and, and then she plans to pull out pretty soon, so... If you were telling them we were going to be back in the morning, then, then that might not just work out. Uh, we, we might have to come back at a, at a later date. You don't think they'd join us, do you? You don't think they'd, they'd come and... It seems like they were happy in the forest. Uh, hiding, in, hiding, in fact. I, I doubt they're oh. eager to leave. Yeah, and also Shire's gone too, so that's something else, but... Uh, oh? Maybe... Uh, Oh what? yeah. Uh, she, she went also, for... why would we even begin to invite the, the scary... Uh, man into tiny tree creature people in the first place. Like, oh, so let's should we get our priorities straight a little bit? <laughs> I mean, I'm the drunkest one here, but I feel like I'm also <laughs> the only one who's thinking clearly. You know? <laughs> well, I, I actually think that maybe we should leave. Cut the rope. Good point, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Kara gets his dagger out and goes back over to the rope. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Tara does not stop him. Yeah. We better to cut rope on the other side. We will still need rope if we want to explore. <laughs> There's not a lot of food in camp right now. Yeah. Well, your last hunting trip was so successful. Well, it was going okay. I almost found pastries. Well, you almost <laughs> found pastries? Sure, all right, Bree. You know, I don't even doubt you. In this crazy, <laughs> weird old forest here, but... Uh, <sighs> Ben is, like, on top of the caravan. He's jumping back and forth between the two of them. Uh, <laughs> Get off like, my bed. <laughs> so, um, I think we didn't find any food because we were looking for food, right? Isn't it a cursed forest? <laughs> he jumps, oh, and, like, he's going to try to make a jump from the caravan to the roof of the cabin. How far is that? Oh, like, boy. Like 15 feet. He's going for it. Fucking feeling good about his big owl legs. You don't have to roll. You make it. Oh. You're big meaty wear owl legs yeah. just sort of like I think you were even surprised by the strength that you currently have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think Ben kind of just like laughs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and then like looks up at the moon and is like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's just kind of perched on the uh, the roof of the cabin he kind of looking out into the forest. Uh, excuse me, I'll be right back. And then he's going to run up to the top of the caravan and try to do the jump too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you roll. <laughs> okay. I probably make it 22. You land right on the edge of the lip, but your spider shoes just stick you on at a weird angle. <laughs> hey! Nice jump. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm watching that with a smile on my face, and, and then I turn to you guys and say, see, this is exactly why I think what well, part of me wants to go back. Is you, can you imagine being in this woods all by yourself without without any friends around to, to make you smile like that? And, and that's the only thing I'm thinking when... Could we just, you know, um, take a pile of books and go out to the end of the rope and cut it off and run back real fast? That's not a bad idea. We could even put a little note in it and let them know that we had to go because of of what we're doing. And, uh, you know, and, and we'll, we'll can, I don't know, I don't know from there, but yeah. That certainly seems better than abandoning them completely. Absolutely, it does. I, I promised him I would go back. It feels wrong to break a promise. Um, maybe I could just go back and like wave goodbye and tell him and, le- and leave the books. Well, not by yourself. Not all alone, but no, no. I meant, but I'll. I could. Well, I mean, I I could go with you. We we could just drop off the books and 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 stay. You know, stay on the rope. We don't let go of the rope. Uh, we could, uh, yeah, because you know, the more allies we could get in this, the the better. And I, and I mean, maybe there's not much they can do, and and maybe, but I feel like it's better to make friends than to make enemies. It would certainly be worth asking them what they know of the the hags in the area. He also he had lightning, lightning magic, so maybe he could you know help us fight, right? Because mm-hmm. he seemed pretty powerful. I don't. His mom must be really powerful, but I don't know. If we want to take his mom or, or have his mom help us, because she seemed um, weird, weirder than he did, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then Ben like hops off the roof, and it's just like, but I I promised, so I I gotta I gotta go back. All right. Oh well, uh, do we think we should do so now? No, I, I think if you said, and I'll look to Ben in this. Well, I mean, you made the promise, but but if you think if you said in the morning, then then we could probably still get some sleep in first. We can go back now. And, like, Ben is, like... like Clearly wired. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or, or we curious. could get some sleep, and I could do some thinking about, you know, what kind of magic we might want for an encounter that might, you know, might not end up being all that friendly, especially if people get a little weird when they've been alone a long time. 
Well, do you really think it would, it would come to that? I mean, you seem like he's... I mean, I, I hope not, but well, we haven't had the best luck recently. I uh, think our luck is to... We're all here. ...be working out in our favor. Hmm. I mean, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was very lucky that Ben was able to um, change me back, but it wasn't lucky to get stabbed in the woods. <laughs> No. Well, I mean, <laughs> problems. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah. Well, see, oh, look at Mr. Hasn't Been Stabbed over here. <laughs> talking about our run of luck. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, trouble always happens, but I feel like if you go out looking for trouble, you'll, you'll find it a lot more than if you don't. I'm, and, and I mean, I, that, that's sort of what I'm saying. I'd rather be prepared, you know, in, just in case. I guess I misspoke. I, I, I meant if you go out expecting trouble, you'll find trouble. But uh, you know, well, I'll if we go out looking for trouble, vote. we won't find it, right? <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll perk up at that. And I'll be like, "That's a that's a great point, Benjamin." I mean, if we, that's a great point. Let's, uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's let's go about it that way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all for rope cutting. Carpet <laughs> is canned very conspicuously up. Could you cut it after I go back? Because I, I gave my my word, and that's it's important. Eh. Okay, Benjamin. <laughs> Look, I just... All right, I have to protect you idiots from yourselves, I guess. Well, okay, if we go back, I'm going to go back too, and I'm bringing weapons. <laughs> Many as necessary. Yes, let's yeah. go and, and look for as much trouble as we can find. I, I, I have trouble imagining exactly how that would work, because I would be... Trying to think of looking for trouble, but I wouldn't really want to find the trouble. Oh, you see. good point. Because if, if I'm trying to outsmart the curse, do you actually believe the curse works that way? Well, gotta, trees are. You just gotta believe it. Yeah, tr- but trees I, are. I really don't want the trouble. This is just the thing. Yeah, now, now see, trees are, are nosy little guys, and so if you you tell them if you tell them what you're looking for, then they're gonna they're gonna be real interested in that. They they don't really delve into your mind too much. They. They're not going to size you up and down and, and kind of figure you, you it's out. The trees that are keeping you lost. Well, we're in the forest, aren't we? You. I, I assumed it would be some sort of magical effect. Do you think it's like a field of magic on it and not just like a, a I, deal I made with I just, it? I naturally jumped to that conclusion. Oh, I'll go over to one of the trees and, and kind of... It could of, be an interesting experiment, in fact. Yeah. So, well, Valen, you can tell... Like, you found out why I was on... Like what the magic was on, on, oh, on your staff. Oh, yes. And oh, you, oh, you oh my found goodness. out what kind of magic was on. I clearly am tired. Kara, could you touch a tree and. I will do so well, immediately. Benjamin, and I'll clap you on the shoulder and be like, you really are a night owl. And then I'll kind of think about what I said and be like, oh, well, well he really is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, oh. Yes. Um, so, yes, I, I would like to. Uh, I guess I'd have to climb down the rope to do so, to touch a tree. Yeah, so you can get to the, to the edge of the, the clearing. And, yeah, I'll set up a ritual to cast Identify on the closest tree. Okay. Which will take 11 minutes. Ben's gonna, like, he, he hops back in the caravan and is rustling. And he comes out with that, bolt, the piece from the top of the statue of Temple to Salune, the shrine to Salune. Mm. Hold it under the moonlight. Yeah, it is glowing. Hmm. It looks like it is taking in moonlight and then casting this sort of wavy light out of it that moves over you almost like it's underwater. Cool. What do you have there, Benjamin? <laughs> if you've got the patience, I could take a look at that as well. Yeah, okay. Oh, while we're at it, <laughs> Brazicia, 
Yeah. <laughs> and you see, like, Bree is just, like, chewing on an old bone at this point, and is, like, trying to get, like, the marrow out of it. I'm very curious about your cloak. What about it? It has some sort of magical properties that I'm not uh, fully aware of, and uh, that just won't do. Oh, uh, he's warm. I believe there's more to it than that. I, I, I would I would love to um, investigate it further, if so you would she, allow me. Bree uh, just kind of shrugs and unclasps the cloak and, and brings it over as well. All right, so 33 minutes. What if we minutes. draped everything over you, right? It'll all go odd off at, at once, the same time. Right? Yeah, you sit very confusing. <laughs> yeah, you sit with your yeah. back against the tree, we'll put the cloak on you, hold you hold the, the thing, yeah. the, the mace. Uh, okay, so anything else anyone wants to do over the next half hour while Valen uh, identifies a tree, a cloak, and a broken holy symbol? I'm, I'm just over to the side chatting with those trees. Kara wants to nap. I'm going to bed. Okay. <laughs> Wake me up if you decide to leave. Seeing Valen setting up the ritual and everything triggers a thought in Ben's mind. It's where thoughts happen. Mm-hmm. And he uh, takes out those knuckle bones. Yep. that uh, whom carved the sigils into and just kind of absently casts he rolls them and his eyes glow white and I cast augury read that read that because I have a feeling this is one of the ones that I hate yeah yeah. yeah this is, is fun this oh, is a bad big one for time. Me, right? this is super fun for you it's a bad time for it, old DM boy when these friggin all these divination <laughs> yeah. creatures come out at night oh hmm this is would you consider these bones to be worth at least 25 gold pieces <laughs> Bones are expensive. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. Adventurer's I bones. It, yeah. Adventurer's bones. Kill, like the slain by a vampire. Value alone. <laughs> There's a family out there that would love <laughs> those bones. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. no. They'd pay more than 25 <clears throat> We got to find Hopefully. them. <laughs> New quest. Yeah. Bring those bones uh, Casting time one minute. Range self. You receive an omen from another worldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. Okay. The DM chooses from the following possible omens. Wheel for good, woe for bad. Wheel and woe for both good and bad. Nothing for results that aren't especially good or bad. Really up to you. Uh, the spell doesn't take, any, any, it doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, such as the casting of additional spells or the loss or gain of a companion. If you cast a spell two more times before completing your next, wrong le- next long rest, there's a cumulative 25% chance for each casting after the first that you get a random reading. Yeah, so Ben was just thinking, like, is is it going to be, like, what what's going to happen with the uh, with Valen finding out all this stuff? It's the next half hour, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's going to come of the identify spells? Yeah, the... don't want to cast it about like what's going to happen when we go meet this person. In well, that's not. Minutes. It has to be within the next thirty minutes. <laughs> cast, wait ten minutes. And cast. <laughs> okay, Ben will do that at the end. I, I didn't realize it was in the next thirty. Like a specific course of action yeah. in the next thirty minutes. Reading spells is the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so you good. will you will cast that when something applicable is going to happen within thirty yeah. minutes, and yeah, then I'll, yeah. when you ask it based on that, I'll answer it based on that. Yeah. Rowan, are you doing anything in particular with these trees, or no? I'm I'm just chatting with them. Uh, I went over, I think, to talk about the curse, but but then I just got into like just general stories and like how they should definitely meet the trees over in High Warden, and like I think they'd really get along. And and talking about how like you know it's a it's a neat choice to not have leaves, just just shooting the breeze. Valen, your first identify on the tree, yeah, goes off. Uh, you see, this forest is coated in enchantment magic. And it's not the tree itself 
but when you cast the identify spell, when it finishes on the tree, you see all the lines that run through the bark light up and it moves through that tree. And then throughout the air around you, you see almost like pollen floating through the air, but little glowing specks as if they're blown by an invisible breeze that you can't feel. But these little specks are making their way swirling through the air in all directions as if they're falling from the trees themselves and then getting swept up in random directions around you. And it gives you that feeling of disorientation. That is the format of the enchantment magic over this. But it is not so formal a spell as you're used to. A lot of spells have a very set format, but you've seen things like this very old types of magic. Second edition spell. It's a second edition. <laughs> uh, but you, you do know the, the purpose of it is to disorient and basically what the curse says to, right. to not allow you to find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Rowan was wrong and Valen was right. That's <laughs> what matters. Uh, <laughs> and I, I guess, yeah, as you're, as you're casting this, everybody else sort of going off, drifting to sleep, Ben's frigging around with some knuckle bones. Ben's, yeah, he's chilling, watching Valen, asking little questions just enough to throw off Alan's focus a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh, then your spell goes off on the holy symbol the moon it's a holy symbol I thought it was a mace it is a mace oh, yeah. okay, but, it, but is it, it is the symbol, symbol of Salune yeah and it goes off on that you see it is empowered by the moon so it seems like this is a mace that has uh, charges that are restored by moonlight cool so this mm-hmm. is a mace that, as long as it's charged, it deals 1d4 radiant damage, and it can be activated. It, it's like a turn undead, but for lycanthropes. Cool. How many charges? One charge. One charge. Of turn lycanthrope? Of turn lycanthrope that can be recharged with moonlight. And the 1d4 radiant damage? As long as it has the charge in it. It has that? That it has 1d4 radiant okay, damage. That's cool. Does that have to be full moonlight or just any moonlight? Just moonlight. Cool. It's a plus one, right? While it's charged. While it's charged, and then... So all of its magical properties come from a charge in Moonlight. That's very cool. Cool. Because you detect magic this before, mm-hmm. and it gave off a really, really dim... So it seems like its charge had already been used, and it hadn't been recharged, because it was sitting inside of this dark right. area. Cool, cool, cool. Then another... 10 minutes go by while you're holding onto this cloak. When your identify finishes on the cloak, you see that rune shine through the white fur. So this cloak gives you advantage on stealth checks in snowy environments. It also has an activating effect. You see that this cloak can control the weather in limited ways. So this cloak can, once a day, create an area obscured by a blizzard in a place that you can see the area becomes heavily obscured, making only 15 feet of vision. So that storm that you saw in Pinnafell when these wolves attacked was created by this rune, Mm -hmm. which still sits active in the cloak. It is a bit diminished, so it's only a 60-foot diameter, whereas before it seemed to be like at least 100 feet or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can cast it on any place you can see or a creature you can see. Okay. Valen, whose eyes have just sort of been like locked on the, the crystal orb with like one hand on, on the cloak. Um, I think that the eyes are probably sort of like shining white a little bit or something. Breaks concentration with the orb and sort of looks up to Ben. 
Benjamin, um, you may be interested to learn that uh, this uh, symbol of Salune um, may be uh, quite interesting for you. It looks as though um, cool. exposing it to moonlight uh, restores its powers. All right. Uh, and like ben kind of like feels the weight of it and he swings it, swings it around a few times. Be careful with that. It could be very dangerous. Yeah. My mom told me not to use weapons, but I mean... That was a long time ago. I think it makes sense for you to defend yourself. Yeah, she's, she said I could use my my magic. I'd get stronger with magic. I could use that to defend myself. But, I mean, I'd like to use a weapon. I tra- I've trained trained with weapons. Certainly you want to avoid um, being at the front lines, but um, when push comes to shove, it's better to have a mace in your hand than to have to shove back. I'll practice. Yeah, perhaps Star would like to spar with you at some point. Or dust. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, and Brazizia. Mace, mace is easy. You, he's just big club. You just hit. Yeah. He's not hard. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. Queen. You don't have to direct an edge. You just. You just. Kind of. Whack him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go for head. head okay. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Brazizia, you, your your cloak. Um, it will actually um help you hide in the snow. Uh. Well, of course, it is Which white. You may have <laughs> been able to know. Um, but beyond that, uh, you can actually summon a small blizzard. Why would I want to do that? Uh, perhaps you want to uh, make it easier to hide. Uh, perhaps you want to... Or to cover up our tracks? But I hate snow. He's cold. Well, so do others. And it would be um, to your advantage to make them deal with the blizzard. Uh, you, okay. could hunt, you could hunt in the snowstorm like the wolves did. Mm-hmm. Breathe. You, see, you see, like her tail wags. Uh, yeah, like Ben is just idea. like nodding. <laughs> big, big owl eyes. Yes, this is not a bad idea, Ben. Thank you, Benjamin. Well, you're welcome. Uh, with that, I am completely spent. I think it's time for me to retire for the evening. Okay. Uh, who's coming with me? Oh, are we still doing that? I thought that was tomorrow. After some sleep. Okay. I won't be as strong in the morning. But you'll have all of us by your side. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> we could go try to hunt for more food. Okay. But we have to not... We're not looking for food, though, right? Ben's like, no, we are looking for food. No, but, <laughs> no, but, we, but we're not looking for food, right? No, because Benjamin, the, I am very hungry. <laughs> These mushrooms taste terrible. Yeah, Bree, but the forest it stops you from finding what you're looking for. We aren't looking for food, right? Benjamin, if you do not want to come hunt, this is one thing. <laughs> okay. I am going to bed. Okay. No, we can, we can go. Bree goes and crawls. <laughs> <laughs> crawls on top of the caravan. Yeah, yeah. Rowan will start walking back, and he'll be like, oh, you guys are scams, you guys are scams. Mm. And uh, just kind of like uh, leave the, the clump of trees and, and come back towards Sia that everyone's got. And I'll be like, oh, oh where, where did everybody go, Benjamin? To bed. We got to go to bed. Because... Dangerous, cursed forest. <laughs> oh, I, they seem friendly enough to me, but I don't know much about. It. Did Valen say anything about the, the magic? Then yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, my um, this mace is, is powered by moonlight. It has some like it can make lycanthropes run away. I want. Will it make me run away from it if I use it? Will it make me run away from it? Do you think, Rowan? Well, I think if you got a firm grip on it, I don't imagine it's going to make you much. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I could take it with me. What are you doing? You going to bed too? Well, uh, I mean... Or do you want to 
And I'll kind of get like a grin on my face too. <laughs> we just hold on to a rope, tie it, we tie it around our waist. Look, oh. I can show you this really cool trick. We used to use it for the dogs in the kennel, but you can tie a rope around a rope and then that'll let you go up the whole thing. Oh, well now, well now, now see, if Teague was here, he'd be all over this. So, you know, I think Teague is here. <laughs> and I'll pick him up and be like, you know, just for you, buddy. And I'll, I'll give the little stone a kiss and be like, let's, uh, let's go bend the rules a little bit and I'll uh, get some rope and, uh, and tie you on. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into some shit. Where, where are you going? Like ben was, he had hunting in, in, in the mind. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I would take your lead. At this on point, that. like, yeah, so we could go hunting, but we can't look for the food, you know? But we, if we go out not looking for food, who knows what we'll find? So we're not looking for food. We'll just, we'll just stay net, tied to the rope and go out there and, you know? And you, you look at me and I've got the books that you brought out. I'm yeah. like stuffing them under and I'm just like paused. Oh, we. Yeah. Well, you can. And I'll take them out and kind of like repile them. <laughs> but, yeah, we're not going to look for food. And uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll follow you leaving. So you head into the forest. Uh, what are you looking for? <laughs> a story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan, is, Rowan is looking for a story to tell. Okay. With Benjamin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's in, in his mind. That's why he wants to do this is, is to like come back with a story. I really think just at the core of him, Ben is looking to stretch his legs. Like he hasn't been able to ever really be let out when he's transformed. He thinks, and he's finding this fun mm. with that loose, weird kind of trying to lie to himself that he's not also hungry. And it, it just reminds Rowan so much of when him and Teak were sort of carefree and exploring that. Yeah. It's just like, this is great. So one of you make a survival check with disadvantage. You're, bo you're both just looking for a good time. But you Let's see what you find. find. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I think, plus 10 or something. Plus 10 survival? Yeah. Yeah, right. I have plus 7. No, plus 8. A 13. So you, again, sort of push your way into the woods. You hear the sound of wind moving through the field behind you disappear immediately. And all you hear now is the scratching of pine needles as you make your way through this thick, overgrown path. Quite the image of, like, Rowan lumbering through and, like, with a massive owl creature wearing armor next to him, like, and the, the moonlight cutting through the trees, and Ben kind of hunches low, and he's like, we should be quiet. Oh, yeah, all, all right. So you are pushing your way through the trees, and as you move a branch in front of you, Rowan, it's snowier than the other ones. It seems like the snow is starting to start falling through the trees here. It's still as tight as everywhere else, but it's feeling colder as you push forward. And as you push a branch out of the way, you start to slip a little bit on the ground. And I think both of you kind of lose your footing a little bit as the ice on the ground just causes a ripple through the trees and some snow falls on top of your head. And you just hear this grumbling shift in front of you and the ground kind of rumbles under your feet almost in response to the slip cool and you just hear in a language i think you understand rowan uh oh okay uh, <laughs> who's there do i know which language it is it is giant <laughs> okay rowan freezes <laughs> uh and it's just absolutely still it kind of gives it a, a beat and then he'll turn to Ben and be like, you, uh, you didn't hear that, right? Yeah, I heard. I heard it. Whoa. 
Oh, well, you know, you know, this is this has been fun, Benjamin. But, but, but maybe we should head back. Ben, with okay. your dark vision through the trees here, you can see this huge form, which at first just looked like a bunch of icy boulders packed together, but it starts to shift, and you see an arm come out from in front of it and lay on the side, and you see that it is a frost giant sitting on the ground in the middle of these trees, and it shifts, and as it shifts, a big mace falls from its side and clatters onto the ground, and it rumbles the ground under you as this huge icy stone of the top of the mace hits the ground. You see it's wearing a strange bluish chainmail over the top of one of its shoulders, which comes down halfway across its chest. Next to it, there is what looked like another smaller boulder, which is this big plate helm with two big horns that stick out of the top, just sort of resting on the ground next to it. And it sits in the middle of this clearing and just says, who's come and found me? Rowan, there's a giant there. <laughs> oh, Beal, that's a, okay. Oh. More tormentors from the forest, is it? Come to laugh. Yeah, do, do, you think he's, do you think he's talking to us? <laughs> and then it shifts <laughs> again and you hear a bunch of like rocks starting to crunch under it as it forces itself up. You see it towering 35 feet above you in the air. It's head sort of getting lost in the foliage above and it crouches back down under it and reaches down and grabs that big mace that fell on the ground and says I won't be taunted by your tricks again that wand won't save you this time as it starts sort of sweeping around and looking for you and while you're talking quicker than you think should be possible it just moves the trees in front of you with that big hand and you see its face come down and dwarf the two of you right in front of you it breathes, and this mist of frozen air just pours across the two of you. You feel throwing the little bits of fur on you just start to freeze and crystallize over. And Ben, your feathers are blown back. A few of them come off and sort of drift into the trees behind you. Uh, out of instinct, which later I'll probably be very proud of, uh, I'll put one arm in kind of in front of Benjamin and uh, look at him, uh, like at the giant. We're not here to hurt you. We're not here to hurt you. We're not here. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and just like this huge laugh, just spittle you is back. like yeah. soaking us and freezing, and like destroying your eardrums. It's right next to you as it laughs and oh, hurt me. Good, good, very good. What? Uh, who? You're not who I thought you would be. What are you doing here? I just look at Benjamin. <laughs> ben doesn't know. He doesn't understand giant. So yeah, Ben yeah. is just kind of like looking back and forth. Like uh, he definitely understands laughter. Yeah. Right. So like, is what's it laughing about? I'm. Do you know what he's saying? Totally pale. And I look at you, hoping because in this situation, Teak would take the the point for sure. <laughs> so I, I've gotten in my head that I'm out with Teak, and so I'm looking at you, and then it, it like it's it it's probably like. 10, 15 full seconds before I'll say anything if the giant wants to interject again. Well, it interjects by grabbing you both. <laughs> uh, so if you want to try to get out of the way, you can do, uh, well, it's gonna, it's a grapple thing, so it's acrobatics or athletics. It's gonna try to grab you. I don't know if I can move. I'm gonna do it with disadvantage because I think I'm, I'm pretty in the spot. I'm doing it with disadvantage because I'm exhausted. 
can any of you possibly beat a 29? <laughs> I got a I got a 28, unfortunately. Really? No. I got a <laughs> I got a 13. There's I wouldn't be able to beat that anyway. So it just sort of that hand that's holding the trees back shifts and just calmly grabs the two of you. It's not squeezing you too mm-hmm. hard, but it picks you up off the ground and brings you into the forest. You feel the rope around you start to strain. And oh. it, wait, 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 wait. Do you understand my like can you wait. does he do you speak common? <laughs> uh yeah, in, in in giant I'll I'll just say uh, uh not the rope. Uh, uh, not the rope, not the rope, watch the rope. And it it freezes and back to you in giant. It sort of holds you in front of it and it sees the rope dangling off of you and it grabs it just between two fingers with the other careful, hand. Careful, 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 careful. Twists careful. it a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, clever. Where are you from then? Okay. Ustalin? Uh, it's still in giant. It doesn't speak common. Fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. Not both of us. We're not both from High Warden. I'm from High Warden. He, he, uh, he, he's from. Oh, that's probably a secret. He's, he's from. Uh, he's from. Probably I'm from High Warden. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, could you could you put us down, maybe? Could you could have us put? Yeah, don't break the rope though. We're all yeah, High Warden. Where I don't know this place. No, I'm far away. Uh, could you uh, put? Could you put us down? Does maybe? this lead all the way back to High? Okay. Okay, 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 well, uh, no, that, uh, could you, could you put us down, maybe, and, uh, we, we can talk about this, yeah, we, and I'll, I'll, like, gesture up, and we can talk about this. And he lays you back down and says, mm, okay, and then he takes his mace and lays it on top of the rope, mm. and it just, like, crunch into the ground under this huge rock mace. And yeah. then he sits back on the ground, just his knees up by his shoulders, his hands in between his knees, and looks at the two of you. I'm looking at the rope, and I'm just taking deep breaths in for four seconds, and then out for four seconds. <laughs> and I do that two or three times, and then I'm like, okay, well. And I'm looking at Benjamin, we're camping. Oh, sort Benjamin, he's speaking, uh, he's speaking in giant, and that, that's what so we're... So you, you can speak, you're talking to him? Yeah, uh, he's... He's, he's wondering where we're from. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't tell him. Well, just one moment, and in, in giant, I, I'm just letting my friend know what you're saying because he doesn't uh, speak giant. Of course, giant. no rush. None of us are going anywhere. <laughs> and I'll breathe again once he stops talking. And uh, okay, uh, well, he's uh, he's not going to kill us right away, which is nice. And uh, he's uh, great. He's curious. Uh, he's curious about where we're from, and this is very peculiar. I don't okay, really know. Okay, well, uh, tell him my name's Benjamin Craven, and I'm from Oostlin. It's on the other side of the world. That, that's, o- that's okay for, for me to say that you don't yeah. mind. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'll switch back to Giant. He's, uh, he's from, from Oostlin. Uh, it was very far away. Uh, probably further maybe even than high warden but we're, we're camping we're camping nearby that's why the rope's here where does the rope go Ustalin, high warden pralia which one yeah, to, to our to our not none it goes to our campsite uh, mr uh, mr giant uh, do, do you do you have a name mr giant i am beth Be- beth uh yeah it's good uh, well i'm meeting you beth i am of the frost legion sent here to find something lost. Oh, well, well the, the forest is, is good at... You're really big. The forest is good at hiding things. Yes, quite good, but I found someone else who's good at finding things. And he found it. 
and oh. then conveniently lost me. And he is just like looking around this area. He's like, this is the largest clearing I've been able to find. I'm afraid to leave it. Most of this place is so cramped for someone of my stature. Yeah, it, it's it's almost as big as our clearing. Oh, oh yes, definitely the, the you biggest have a larger clearing. Space. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Uh, did I? Did I? Did I say that? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. And is this where this rope goes? Oh. Ben is like looking around the other side of the maze, <laughs> just like seeing the rope leading off into the woods from there. It's just like, and sits back on his haunches. It's just like looking at Rowan and the giant. Rowan started to sweat. It's like beating and then kind of half freezing on his face. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's where this. That's where both. That's very where, good. This will be more comfortable there. And he picks up the mace and he's going to pick you two up again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you want to try to dodge, you can try to dodge again. I I'll do it with disadvantage. Twelve. Okay. So he easily scoops the two of you up again. Yeah. Through his hands, he picks up that mace and he starts like coiling you around his wrist as he makes his way into the trees, crawling on the ground through the path that you took as he coils the rope around him, uh, making his way back until you get back to the main rope. Then there is a a cross in two directions for him. Uh, And he says, which way now? I just instinctively point the right way. So he delicately holds you above the rope. I'm like and dangling. And lets that little loop travel along it as he just sort of army crawls <laughs> with his other elbow. And his face sticks out through the clearing. Everyone else, the second his arm comes out, it hits the ground and everything just jumps up off the ground. Everyone <laughs> wakes up to a moment of weightlessness as they're falling back into their <laughs> beds as this big rumble comes out from the woods. <laughs> what was that? And yeah, then I imagine Star like bounces on the bed, lands on the ground, just like, huh? Huh? Yeah, and Yuri too is just like, ah, oh, what the, oh, what the hell was that? And then he makes his way out just as the giant is standing up to its full height and stretches with the two of you in in his hand, um, so that snaps the rope uh, from around your waist, and he reaches up in the air and just says like, oh yes, some space, you found something truly worth diamonds in this place and uh, looks around at the caravan as everybody sort of comes out and sees this towering ice giant standing in front of the cabin. Don't, 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 don't hurt them. They're, 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 they're friends. They're good. They're, they're good people. They're, they're, they're great people. They're, they're, you, love, you like them. You like them a lot. And I'm just going to ramble like that until somebody stops me, basically. No, no, no. I have no need to hurt you. You will be quite useful to me, I believe. Does anyone else speak giant? Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> nope. So you just hear rumbling from this big creature, this loud, he's announcing now in front of all of you. And Rowan, you understand him to say, Oh, congratulations, you found someone to serve. I will have you organized and we'll be out of here soon enough. Uh, does anyone understand what 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 is happening right now Uh, how big is it it is 35 40 feet tall Uh, benjamin is a bit big for food (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know rowan's talking to him 
when when Star comes out the back of the caravan with like with like rapier and dagger in hand, and he just like looks up, and I don't know if anybody looks at his face, he is like thrilled, <laughs> like he is so excited. Bree, 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 like walks yeah. over to Bree and is like Bree, 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 Bree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's a giant. It's a giant. Bree, Bree. We get to fight the giant. We get to you. Wait with me. We get to fight the giant. <laughs> you want to fight? It's a lot of food. Ah. Uh- I don't want to fight it. I don't believe we should we should enter into combat with this thing. Uh, in, in between, you'll hear, don't fight him, don't fight him. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't fight but like, And it's Yuri really is far off. standing next to you, and he looks at everyone and says, well, he, he seems like he wants to be our boss. Looks like he thinks he's in charge. He's, he's telling us that we are going to serve him. Oh, Yuri, then uh, he has to fight you. No? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what? You are boss? He won't be boss? Uh, uh, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, nominate a champion. No, I'll nominate. Uh, why, why don't we try? You. Uh, Valen is just like staring at the giant and just like hand out towards Yuri. Why don't we try negotiating first? And the giant holds you up in front of him, Rowan, and says, What are they saying? Oh, okay. Well, you, you, you know, you should eat, should eat something a little, a little easier on the breath. There, uh, well, uh, you surprised them, uh, Mister Biff. Uh, Biff, I guess. Um, you surprised them, and uh, they're, now they're just trying to get their their heads wrapped. You're very tall. Uh, we're very high up. I'm very high up. They're just trying to figure out what what to say to you. Um, and then I'll if are my arms free. You you could squeeze you could squeeze them out. Yeah, he's, like not, kinda, he's not like restricting you. He's yeah. just holding you so he can kinda talk like to you. Try to pull one out and then be like, well, yeah. See, see the uh, see the halfling there. No, not that one. The, the uh, yeah, that's the one. That that's uh, that's Yuri. And uh, and then I, I guess my brain would be thinking if he wants to be boss and then Yuri's the boss. Uh, so uh, he's oh well, he speaks giant too. Yeah, that that'll do. <laughs> Very good. He <laughs> sort of he lays the two of you down. Oh, okay. Uh, on on the ground, and he leans down and puts his big face right in front of Yuri, and he says, "All of you are conscripted to me to the Frost Giant Army. You will help me get out so I can return the Storm Key." And Yuri's like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> we have just been conscripted by our new boss to return the Storm Key." To the Frost Giant Army, everyone. I'd certainly be happy to help him if, if he's happy to help us. Uh, he would certainly prove a valiant ally in our fight against Lilia. Okay, <laughs> let me pitch that real quick. <laughs> Are you a fan of their uh, furs they make? <laughs> then I, I kind of do a little twirl in the cape. And yeah, one of the Frost Wolves. You, you slayed a Frost Wolf. And Yuri, Yuri's like, oh, he's he's admiring your cape. <laughs> uh, and I put the like the hood, the hood up and bundle up in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like extremely impressive. They're no small foe. Looks back to you, Rowan, and says, "What have they said? Will they will they bring us out?" And I look at you guys, and I close my eyes, and I take a really deep breath. Well, here goes nothing. Uh, we'd love to help you. Uh, oh, yep. Yeah, I said it, and uh, the the only problem is be- before we can help you, we we have a, a hag that that we need to. Uh, this is I'm talking to a giant. That's fine. It's talk to a giant. It's a hag that we need to take care of. We need to take care of the hag, and then we can we then we can help you. And if you uh, if you uh, just get through it, Rowan, just get through it. Rowan, if we if you help us uh, take care of the hag, then uh, then we'd be free to 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 be cons- conscripted and to to help you 
uh, with your uh, with your, your key doodad. Uh, there is no freedom, not anymore. You are conscripted. Okay, well, let's try a different way then. Oh, okay, let's try a different way. Let's try a different way. Uh, we're conscripted already uh, by Lilia. And if you want to conscript us, you, you'll, you'll have two... By Lilia. <laughs> you what? You, you would make demands of me? No, no. <laughs> oh, nope. Not, not me. No. Uh, and Lilia Yuri kind would. of leans over to you, uh, <laughs> to the rest of you who are around him, and he's like, This is not going well. <laughs> I don't think he's going to help us. And uh, Diglin, who's made her way out, uh, looks at you, Star, and she. Mm-hmm like nods up to the giant and then you see the other machete appear in her hand. <laughs> yeah, Star gets, Star gets, Star's bouncing his rapier, like oh, he's like, no. uh, and like he starts to pull his rapier out. Yeah, the tail starts to wag. <laughs> so uh, the giant is still laying into Rowan right now yeah. uh, and just says, you will tell them that they are part of my mission now or they will be flattened. Kara would like to hide and try and sneak around behind the giant. Uh, yeah, make a stealth check. The giant is currently oh, yelling man, at Rowan. Star doing that too. Oh, Hiding. buddy. That is a 14. Okay. I got a 25. 25? <laughs> it looks up and sort of clocks both of you walking oh. around it and stands up to its full height and looks around and says, fine, an example will be made then. Uh, and it's going to... Swing at Star. Oh no. Uh, so roll initiative and we'll see if that happens before you go. <laughs> Hello, it's Mike Farty, your dungeon mom. Thank you so much for listening to episode 50 of Wonders and Blunders. We made it! This is a big that's a big deal, right? 50? I don't have 50 of anything. Now we have 50 episodes of a podcast that's like more than two days of listening if you did it all at once just do it all at once celebrate go wild don't go to bed never go to bed again listen to us 24 don't 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 i'll stop DD is a real special thing for all of us uh we all moved to toronto for different reasons and D&D started out as sort of just a way for us to reconnect and to connect with new friends. We are all from the same place, but we didn't all hang out there. And it took a long time after we moved here to find excuses to hang out. And D&D was that for us. We had an excuse to get together and see each other every week. And we did that for three years before we started this podcast. And now, still, we just look forward to every Sunday getting together, whether it's in person or now over the internet, uh, however we can to just, you know, socialize, be friends, keep those loving connections alive. So this podcast is just a product of that loving connection. And it wouldn't be possible for us to keep doing this if it wasn't for you tuning in every week and listening and telling people about the podcast. So thank you so much for helping us keep this little dream alive. No real announcements this week. As a 50th episode celebration, Please send me, Mike Farty, videos and pictures of your Animal Crossing island because I'm super jealous that I can't play. I want to meet this Tom Nook fella and give him a piece of my mind. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the, I guess, our 50th episode contest. There's no prize except for me because I get to see Animal Crossing islands. My Twitter's at Mike Farty. 
Send me Animal Crossing things. I have not approved this with everybody else. Maybe we had a contest idea, but this is what I'm doing. And besides that, as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Oh, goodbye.